Hey everyone, it's the wide world of woo. We are going down a little different rabbit hole talking Wu-Tang appearances on TV. And we are joined by a super special guest, Mr. Josh Thomas. What's going on, Josh? Hey Ty, good to be joining you guys. Good to have you. And Andy's here also, what's new Andy? Hey, not a whole lot. Just, uh, you know, hanging out, doing laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. And no COVID, apparently. No COVID. Always a good good thing. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID. It's been going around the family. I'm sorry, not not COVID has been going around the family, but sore throat has been, and uh, we've already tested other people. So I think I'm good, but yeah. So, so we're all healthy. We're all here. And uh, like I said, we're going to be trying something a little different today. We are going to explore some Wu-Tang appearances on TV and we don't have a definitive list. Of course, that would be really hard to do, but we have some different selections that we've come together and established. And so, um, I was thinking, do we do we want to preview them? I think we should just kind of roll them out one by one, not not give it a, give it away right at the start. What do you guys think? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, you cool with yeah. that, Andy? All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, we've got our list here, and we haven't prepped this uh, super well in terms of how we want to present <laughs> it. But um, let's just start off. I'll start off with the. Uh, top on my list and that is the famous Wu-Tang Financial from Chappelle's show in the early 2000s. So we'll try and do a quick synopsis on each of these appearances. Um, Someone want to volunteer for Wu-Tang Financial? (laughs) You got it Andy. I believe you. Yeah. what what exactly do you want me to say about all this? I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> give uh, give your outline of the uh, the whole skit. Oh, uh, this skit in general just like totally brought me back to when this show came out. I once again, I was a junior in high school when this came out, and I remember. Um, coming to like going to art class the next day and everyone was quoting this (laughs) and it was yeah but uh I thought it was I think it's a great sketch I think it's really funny I think it's yeah it it just is timeless quotable that's about all I really have to say about it (laughs) yeah so I we should say um there may be spoilers, I guess, if if we can define them as that in this uh, episode, because we're going to be talking about, you know, different uh, appearances and 
I don't know, we're, we're not going to like leave cliffhangers. So um, if you want to tune out for a little while, we're, we're talking Wu-Tang Financial right now, uh, a, a short sketch on Chappelle's show. Um, basically, the premise is there's a new, um, I don't know what you would call it, uh, financial institution uh, at the disposal of folks with who need some wealth management. And Wu-Tang Financial has been established to fill their need. And so Wu-Tang Financial offers uh, uh, diversifying of bonds as uh, one <laughs> facet. <laughs> and um, it's, uh, it's, it's Jizza and the Rizza, um, we should say that, who, who's in the sketch. And um, let's see, is, is Chappelle actually in the sketch? I can't remember. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, they they meet with the the couple who needs financial management meets with Jizza and uh, Riza, and uh, I think they they can't they come away happy with their decision, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. At the end yeah. of the sketch, they're they're all putting the Ws up. Yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right yep um so that's wu-tang financial in a nutshell uh josh did you see this when it first came out or when did you become familiar with this yeah um this is probably when i had this was probably one of my introductions to wu-tang on top of uh metalheads was <laughs> when they were on the Chappelle show or i think it's really interesting the fact that they do say like diversify yourself because honestly that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about is how they made themselves even more present uh outside of music was you know put yourself as many places as you can so people can know who the hell you are i mean my parents know who they are that says something <laughs> yeah no, absolutely yeah i i uh i had that same observation like that that line in itself um, well, even the whole, the concept of the sketch of them, like, branching off into something else, because they've done clothing, they've done movies, they've done, you know, a, a, they've done video games, and it was like, they were pushing into all these different industries, and so uh, financial management was just a funny one, uh, especially with the, you know, reference to cream, so, uh, yeah, absolutely, um, timeless, I love it uh any anything else on wu-tang financial from either of you uh i think this is the sketch if i'm getting it wrong but there was a good period of time where i think this is not like it probably doesn't hold up very well but everyone <laughs> walked around saying konnichiwa bitches <laughs> oh yeah. I, think yeah I think that was the racial draft oh okay but either yeah. way right. <laughs> that was a good period of time where that was that was being said on a regular basis <laughs> right oh, right yes yep. um which is funny because i was going to bring that up but when we get to the racial draft and maybe this is a good segue to get into that but they're they're definitely like conflating japanese and chinese because they're talking about chinese right before that and then they're talking about like Yao Ming or something. And then Jesus says Konnichiwa, which is a Japanese word. Um, but so let's let's get into uh, the racial draft, which is the second one. Um, so another, I think around the same time, but um, I remember it from 
I mean, the whole run of Chappelle show was only a couple years, wasn't it? Yeah, it's only technically two seasons. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the third one was like, uh, I don't even think he was in half of it. It was like stuff that oh. taped. Yeah. Okay. It was weird. Yeah, All right. It was strange. All right. So, uh, racial draft. Who wants to give an overview of that one? Am I going again? Or are you going, John? Yeah. Uh, if you could go on this one again, Andy, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this one for me like i remember when it came out and i mean it was it's funny it when it came out it was funny too but <laughs> it definitely is like it's a tough one especially in the times that we're in you know right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it was a little bit like watching it i was like oh like but it is funny <laughs> and i i mean the i'm a firm believer in like you know i love comedy like i loved watching comedy when i was growing up and I think it's a good outlet for us to like kind of look at ourselves and laugh at ourselves sometimes, even in the worst of times. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, racial identity is not an easy topic. And um, so to, to, to kind of take it head on with this whole idea of a racial draft, it's like you're just confronting mm -hmm. it right away and being like, all right, <laughs> uh, well, there is some uh, interesting ways of looking at it. So uh, the, the premise is, um, we've got different representatives from different races and they get to select, uh, I guess it's celebrities for the most part, uh, who, who share like, um, uh, what would be the best way of saying it? Like, uh, racial, like divided racial identities or, or how would you phrase it? Um, I guess if it's not a bad one, they're mixed. Like, uh, okay. like probably one of the best ones would be like Lenny Kravitz. Which, right. Yeah, that one. Uh, I love that one. The last name is just you know, it's yeah, his his uh, wasn't his dad the accountant for his mom or was it the other yeah. way around? No, I no, think you're right. right. Okay. Yeah. And so then that was always an interesting thing for him growing up, and yeah, it's right. a lot of topical humor between the Lenny Kravitz one, Colin Powell, right, uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Certainly right. of the time, most yeah. definitely. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, and and we oh, all sorry. know that Chappelle. Oh, I was gonna say we all know that Chappelle loves to like just hit on those hot button topics and oh, right, right. not hold back. <laughs> right, and I love Chappelle's impression of the white guy. <laughs> yeah. Cut the malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in art class, we we used, people used to say that to me because I was the white kid at my table, so they would make it too. <laughs> so then, uh, where where Wu Tang fits in with this, the the punchline is that uh, when the Asian delegation has a choice for who they're selecting, they choose the Wu Tang Clan, and uh, and again. Riza and Jizza are there to accept the the uh, nomination. Is that am I remembering that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So um, so yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the racial draft? Uh, they, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, they also accepted on behalf of ODB. Oh, who wants to now be known as well? Is it the old dirty? Uh, Chinese kitchen or something like that. Restaurant, yeah. 
restaurant yeah right okay yeah so this was pre-odb death that's right yeah 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 crazy what'd yeah. you have andy oh i was just gonna say uh Chappelle accepting or going up there and nominating and most deaf are like is like one of my favorite parts oh my gosh i knew i recognized that he's in such character yeah he's a Mm -hmm. really good actor (laughs) that's so funny i'm glad you called that out All right, well, let's keep the, we've got plenty more here. So let's go to the next one, which is uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Ghost Stories with Ghostface Killer, Or is it Ghostface Stories with Ghostface Killer? One or the other. Um, I think it was um, Ghost Stories with Ghostface Killer. Okay, yeah. all right. Did which you, he didn't even tell it. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with that? It was like. I don't know. <laughs> it was uh the biggest tease it's just ghosts sitting in a chair telling a short story about a little person about, about mini kiss <laughs> right yes that's right that's right mini kiss um i was so i didn't know what he was talking about originally were either of you familiar with mini kiss yeah okay <laughs> yeah. I, and I when think he was I, talking about, i'll go for it no i'm just laughing <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, I've, I've seen like uh, many wrestling troops. I probably heard a mini kiss. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought that was just so, I'd never heard of this before and it was so funny. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was very strange. I thought this one, like, I, I think it would have been a little better if it was a little bit more ghost story oriented. Um, but I still thought it was like kind of funny and off the wall. And uh, Ghost, actually, I, I enjoy his storytelling. Like, obviously, as a rapper, he's a great storyteller, narrator. And um, he did this thing for Vice, um, which I don't, I don't think it technically qualifies as TV. I think it was an internet thing. Um, but it was so funny. He was narrating, like, the, this uh, party on a boat, and someone someone gets drunk and falls off the edge and then have either of you guys seen that or, or no or, but I'll no? check that out <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh same. I, have, I have not but it's so yeah. like the more you watch it the funnier it gets he does such a good job narrating and um so anyways that's an aside but uh so <laughs> ghost stories with Ghostface killer you know really all it is him sitting in a chair telling this little story but uh, either of you guys familiar with this before finding it for the show or um anything or is it new i think i'd seen it once before on youtube but i uh re-watching it or, or maybe i just heard of it i don't know but either way it was definitely worth watching <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh i knew of jimmy kimmel but i didn't know about this little skit but yeah okay pretty darn funny <laughs> okay there was there was one thing I, I listened to it like three times that he said at the end, I think was it and but I couldn't understand what he was saying. Did, did either of you have that like confusion or do you happen to remember what it was like how he ended the appearance? Oh, I can't remember. I'm trying um, to remember. 
Okay. No, not great. All right. Well, we'll 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 take it offline because I want to get to the bottom of this. Because he says some like string of words like in a really short sequence. And I was like, what? And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll we'll get back to that one. But um, okay. we'll uh, keep going with Ghostface and move on to uh something called the world according to pretty tony uh, from mtv2 which was entirely new to me when i came across this did either of you know about it uh i think i had once again i'd seen it on youtube before i didn't see it when it originally aired but it it was hilarious <laughs> and uh, kind of awesome it's just him talking about like different ways to like survive with right. like on a budget and stuff like that so i thought it was kind of cool yeah <laughs> it was also really weird that it was like little short clips on mtv2 at one point in time yeah i so were you familiar josh uh no i was not but yeah okay. um, like andy just said that i imagine this was the time when there were still kind of music videos on mtv2 and they might have like a little sprinkle in uh, pretty Tony or whoever they could get to make a little skit. Yeah. So, okay. That, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I'm glad that you were kind of thinking the same thing. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of like uh, Mr. Rogers or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, just, you know, friendly, friendly tips from friendly neighborhood ghost face killer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he talked about like, things to eat like oatmeal like eating three bowls of oatmeal a day uh, yeah. would be good uh what were some of the other ones i don't remember oh he was yeah. talking about uh the wallabies too oh really did i must have missed that i need to go back and rewatch that i, I started watching it and then i stopped and i think i missed some stuff in between the first two, I think, were all wallabies. He was talking about how he used to like they used to get like the ripoff ones and then dye them and then sell them for more. And stuff like that. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Okay. I love his accent, too, his East Coast accent, because he says five dollars. Like yeah. the way he says it is just so New York. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it. I love how he emphasizes things really, really, really. <laughs> like he has to say really at least four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on World According to Pretty Tony? No. Yeah. I mean, all all I found was like that five minute clip on YouTube of the little segments. Uh, so maybe there's more, but I don't know. Um, well, let's go to liquid science which is a show hosted kind of by jizza uh produced by red bull um i will say i did not really have a chance to dive into this one unfortunately uh it was because each episode is like 20 minutes long and there are like seven or eight or nine of them um but uh did either of you get into that actually yeah like i as soon as I started watching it, I couldn't stop watching it, to be honest. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then I actually ended up watching a bunch of other just things. But uh, yeah, no, it's super good. It's so good. It's so interesting. And I don't know. I mean, Jizz is just awesome. And he's a great host, I think. Yeah. And 
Yeah, no, it, it's just, it's fun because you watch all these really interesting things and you can kind of see how like interested he is in yeah. all of it. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I get sucked into stuff like that really easily. So, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Josh? You have a chance to check it out. Uh, I was in the similar position, Ty. I, uh, I kind of ran out of time, but I yeah. caught a, a couple seconds of, um, of the first one. And yeah, Andy, like you're saying, it's, uh, I think for me also too, it's like seeing someone who I admire, especially musically, explain or work with people in the science community, that's really freaking cool. Because I mean, they're, they're all a very intelligent individual. So to see them go into the, that, uh, see him go into just uh, trying to make a show like that, yeah. that's great. Open up some minds to that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So they, they covered global warming in the first episode. They covered uh, virtual reality. They covered, I think like life extension. Um, what were some of the other ones that you remember, Andy? Oh, oh God, I can't. I actually should have written all these down. I did not. So I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just say it is like for anybody listening, it is a great chance to like just sit down and like kind of discover things like the first episode alone just just like watching them go into this building and then go underneath the building and or into the building and there's like a whole garden down there and everything it's so crazy yeah but yeah you know it's a it's a good chance uh to to kind of learn a little bit about stuff like i i mean i'm not a science nerd but i'm always intrigued you know yeah. especially when it comes to things like plant life and stuff like that so yeah yeah, no, it's super, super cool idea. I feel like it was a missed opportunity, although I they probably didn't have the foresight at the time, but I wish they would have gotten into like vaccines and how vaccines work. Cause I know there's so much vaccine skepticism among rappers. It would have been really good to mm. like explore that a little bit. Um, and just to like demystify it a little bit. I know there are Wu-Tang members who are like, you know, uh, skeptical of vaccines or think that they're um gonna harm them which you know is understandable if you don't understand them so that's why i wish that they'd gone into it a little bit but um you know that's it it is what it is it, it was it came out in 2017 uh i guess produced by red bull which i don't entirely understand like i guess red bull just throws money wherever they want yeah it seems that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that they have like a whole web series of like i watched one with like mad lib yeah they yeah yeah Just interesting kind of throw money at stuff <laughs> yeah yeah okay well um so so maybe this doesn't even technically qualify for our wu-tang on tv if it if it was never well was it on netflix because i feel like i read that it was on was on netflix at one point but i only found it on the red bull website Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest with you. Okay. I had never seen it until uh you put it on there. So yeah. Interesting. All right. Anything yeah. else on liquid science? Uh, no, people should check it out. It it is yeah. really interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one, which is on my list, SNL's Walking in Staten. 
um, which is a parody of Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohn. Uh, so Pete Davidson produced, I would imagine, um, <laughs> and uh, Method Man as our Wu-Tang hero, uh, obviously a, a Staten Islander himself. Although I, was he originally, I think he was originally from Long Island, but I could be wrong about that. Anyways, he lives in Staten Island now and it was a great, uh, great representative for this skit. Did, uh, did you guys watch this? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, um, I can go first on this one. Sure. I, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of SNL and I saw this, uh, I think when it first came out and I thought it was pretty damn funny because it's pete davidson too yeah yeah <laughs> and then to, to have him come out and do kind of like the last uh, third of the song was just a great addition to it yeah um, yeah it's a lot of good little statin jokes in there yep your thoughts andy uh i do remember when this came out i unfortunately don't keep up with snl like i used to but I hadn't actually watched it until you put it on there. Okay. But it is hilarious. It is yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah. It, and yeah. <laughs> just him talking about, like, this is how I turned out so weird. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, researching everything that I have about the Wu-Tang Clan, like, learning about Staten Island, it, it does seem like such an oddball place. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so like I said, Mark Cohn, uh, Pete Davidson, and Method Man, and then uh, this character Big Wet uh, was the other guy. Uh, as far as I could tell, this is like kind of his like big debut, but either of you know anything about Big Wet? Uh, I actually just watched, so Netflix has been putting out these like weird stand-up things with like Pete Davidson did one, Snoop Dogg did one, uh seth rogan did one and they all have like a musical guest okay and big wet was on pete davidson's and that's the only other time besides this that i'd ever heard of him what did he do what and was he a rapper yeah he just does like country hop oh <laughs> interesting i could kind of weird. tell by yeah his him <laughs> yeah okay how was it uh, it was not that good, in my opinion, but I mean, I like, you know, some old school country and I like, I love hip hop, but yeah. I don't necessarily like them together. I love three, six mafia, but I don't consider them country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Fair. All right. Uh, okay. So that's walking a stat statin, uh, short parody of, Walking in Memphis on SNL with Method Man. Uh, Method Man rolling into our next TV appearance. Well, this is not so much appearance as it is an entire short-lived series. That is uh, Meth and Red, Method Man and Red Man, their sitcom on Fox, which lasted all of, I think, one season. Uh, not a huge <laughs> success. Um, so, were either of you watched this in its day or go back and watch any or where do you stand on meth and red i actually did watch this uh i don't think i watched the whole first season but i did watch some of it when it first came out because i was a huge fan of the blackout album oh, yeah. and uh, a huge fan of the movie how high <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not a good movie but it is really funny 
uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah no this show uh it did not hold up very well and it was not <laughs> Go it, it's not that very very good but they do have really good chemistry together that is undeniable so yeah i will give it that at least um but other than that uh they're actually we're gonna talk about another tv appearance later where it actually got referenced and made fun of. <laughs> right <laughs> right yep i noticed that too yeah yeah <laughs> what about you josh for meth and red um, I think I watched a little bit of it when it first came out. I forget when that was, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I checked it just because I was like, "Ooh, rappers on TV? Well, why the hell not?" Yeah, and um, yeah, it just kind of felt like a weird, like late '90s into 2000s sitcomy thing. And yeah, they tried, they tried, <laughs> but not everyone can be a success. Yeah, exactly. Uh, premises meth and red live together in with method man's mom uh for some reason um (laughs) and uh they just get into shenanigans living in this upper class neighborhood um i (laughs) i gotta be honest i couldn't make it that far into this i made it like halfway through the first episode and there was just like so much of that forced laugh track at things that were not funny and i was like (laughs) yeah i just (laughs) i've spent enough life on this so uh (laughs) maybe i'll come back to it at some point but i mean i could see if you watched it initially back in the day like going back could be kind of nostalgic could be kind of fun um but yeah it's it's not that great um no (laughs) (laughs) not really all right are we good on meth and red yeah i think we are <laughs> i think that that last one was kind of the one-two punch right there. <laughs> yeah. all right so next i have wu-tang on upright citizens brigade which is something that josh brought to the table so uh, how'd you find this what you know about this josh so uh the upright citizens brigade was a comedy well technically it's still a comedy troupe uh program in new york city and it's been weird over the years um so it set up for this is uh right citizens brigade show uh was a series of skits um that it was really convoluted every time because each skit might be 30 seconds might be two to five minutes but somehow all of the stories in the end generally tie together. Um, like this episode opened up with a guy getting mugged and him having a full wallet, trying to only be like, I only have these $2 for you. The guy's saying, no, I see all that money in your wallet. Knocks him out, takes his wallet. And then it goes down to uh, the, the lead characters of the show are, is it four? Uh, a comedy troupe of UCB, which is four individuals. And out of nowhere, they're in their citadel under way underground in the crust of the earth and then this huge drill pops through uh their fortress and out pops uh pops the rizza <laughs> and uh one of the uh one of the ucb characters says oh yeah you know we used to we used to bunk back in college you know we used to live together <laughs> and rizza's giving so much shit to uh the other crew and um yeah they're just trying to take hip-hop even further underground and bring the party <laughs> downstairs so yep. yeah that's kind of where it's at yep so uh we've got appearance by rizza and 
Um, is you got in that? I think you got us in that. Okay. I think so. Uh, anyone else who jumped out? I, I, I should have wrote it down because, um, I remember remarking or I remember like noticing at the time who it was, but now I can't remember. Did, did either of you notice other Wu-Tang members? Uh, it was kind of hard to tell because they were in the back and there was a lot going on, but I mostly <laughs> just noticed RZA. Yeah. And I kept thinking, think I see you God, but I can't tell. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, is Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, is there any aspect of improv to that? Or is it all scripted? Uh, it's for the show, it was uh, more scripted. So, but it was usually like an improv troupe. Okay. So I think, um, I think just because they were all New Yorkers was probably how they all really connected. And okay. with Wu-Tang kind of being like an entertaining, goofy crew themselves when they want to be, why not intermingle a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, good, good point. Uh, Andy, what were your thoughts on the Upright Citizen Brigade skit? Had you seen it before? I had never seen it before. I do remember the show, and I do remember thinking it was funny. I would, I actually kind of want to, like, go back and watch the show now, because that sketch was hilarious, yeah. and the, that's definitely, like, my type of comedy, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, good collab. Um, what what year was this? Do you know either of you? No, Josh. Uh, I have the DVD case with me, so Andy, I'll have to borrow this to you. Um, Two thousand seven. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that would have been Eight Diagrams era Wu Tang for those who think in that way of when the albums came <laughs> out. Um, all right, anything else on uh, Wu-Tang Upright Citizens Brigade? No, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's get into, uh, let's get into some sketches that were, is equally kind of esoteric and off the wall, and that's Wu-Tang in space eating impossible sliders, uh, <laughs> which were shorts produced by White Castle, I guess. So again, not not really entirely TV, but I don't know. Maybe they were on a commercial or something. It's possible. Um, but uh, yeah, so Wu Tang in space eating impossible sliders. The title kind of says it all. But uh, what what can you guys say about this? Uh, I had seen this a while ago, and then when you said this, I wasn't sure if it was on TV or not, but. Uh, I loved it personally because I used to stay up really late and uh, I would watch start like old school Star Trek and Frasier <laughs> and, and I loved the like all the throwbacks to like the Star Trek like the doo -doo 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 and all yeah. that stuff so right yeah. off. It, it was highly entertaining <laughs> yeah what you, what about you Josh I had never heard of this before but okay. it is fairly entertaining. Um, yeah, still weird off the wall comedy. Um, and like you said, it's pretty much in the title. It's them eating some, uh, <laughs> some White Castle burgers <laughs> and like giving uh, advice to kids or like taking in mail. It's a lot going on, but yeah. 
yeah entertaining so <laughs> yeah i will say um one of my favorite moments in that was when they beamed up that like seven-year-old girl jolie um, <laughs> she was just so cute and it was like it felt very real i don't know if it was scripted or not but just like the way she was like kind of going off on interesting tangents and like the looks on their faces as they were kind of taking <laughs> in what she was saying was like it just felt um, really authentic um so i love that part of it uh yeah <laughs> it, it was very random like they I think it was like midway through the first episode or the second one they just like cut to a space fight on the moon with merman or something and uh I was like oh okay so we're going to like some kind of uh almost kung fu slash uh what, what do you call the um Japanese monster uh genre oh I know what you mean yeah like the the big Godzilla monster fights yeah. yeah that's not um kai, kaiju is it kaiju it might be <laughs> I, I think, think people listening yeah. will kind of understand what you're talking about. yeah it is kaiju yeah. I, okay so kai, it's kaiju um so it's kind of like that but um it's just like yeah super off the wall um and then they would kind of cut in with uh oh we should say the the characters are Ghostface Killa, Jizza, and Rizza as the RZA 9000. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, some, some various characters. And there was like that guy from who was talking about Mars. And then there was another guy with like the long, long hair, long beard or something. Yeah, man. The, the, I, my, some of my favorite parts are just watching like their reactions of Ghostface <laughs> Killer. Like with the little girl, he was like smiling the whole time. Yeah. And then when the guy with the beard came in, it just got really weird. And then the monster <laughs> came in and he started laughing, like got out of character. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, that Pat Brown guy they had on was the uh, CEO and founder of Impossible Foods. That's why they oh, had right, him. right, 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 right. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's talking shit about Mars. Yeah, he's like it's <laughs> yeah. uninhabitable. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um yeah, I don't really have that much else personally on this. It's hard enough for me to remember what happened in all four episodes because it was all so random. Uh what about you? Any other notes from either of you? No, no. um it it's it is just it's a lot to take and um worth watching yeah definitely worth watching it's pretty funny and i love like episode three and four just get super weird <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i i appreciate that <laughs> yeah i i appreciate it as like kind of a pastiche art and as i don't know it's like an interesting way to uh to advertise and i'm not usually big into advertisements but i definitely want to try an impossible slider now so it worked on me <laughs> yeah right yeah the w woo and the white castle definitely could go hand in hand for sure, for sure. oh yeah for sure it's kind of a get a little tiny animal. burger with a little oh, dude, yeah. you get it stamped in there yes. yeah well uh so so kudos to all the folks who made that happen uh let's go to the next one we've got just a couple more so these are some um more music oriented ones uh next up is the drop the mic on James Corden show. Uh, 
featuring Method Man. So Drop the Mic is, I guess, a battle rap challenge uh, that started on James Corden's show. And what I had no idea was that Method Man went on to host a show called Drop the Mic for like three seasons or like 2017 to 2019. I could be wrong about that, but um, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Did either of you know that? (laughs) I did not. That is actually really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, me neither. (laughs) I mean, I had a really good time watching and listening to this uh, battle between Method Man and James Corden. So I can I can kind of see the appeal. I guess the uh, the standalone show show was like celebrities battle rapping each other. Um, that was just what I gleaned from looking at the Wikipedia page for literally like four and a half seconds. But uh, the uh, the one that that we're talking about is just Method Man appearing on James Corden's show for this battle rap um did did both of you well andy i know you watched this one did you see it josh yeah i I watched most of it and um i'm wondering like did gordon have like some of these written out for him is he is he actually like that good at freestyling (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm i'm sure that they were written for him but i was still impressed like he still had good delivery and like I, I thought a great job by both of them all the punchlines hit and I was really impressed and uh, Andy as you mentioned the uh the reference to meth and red I can't think of what exactly what it was do you remember I can't remember exactly what he said but it was along the lines of like you had a sitcom show that got canceled after one season yeah <laughs> or- <laughs> because he was basically saying method man is old and you know nobody's paying attention to him essentially is what he was trying to get at yeah which Uh. is not true (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was like the um even though it was funny i did feel like it wasn't true that he was kind of suggesting that method man's best years were behind him where I I honestly feel like he's gotten better over time and continues to be yeah you know working at a really high level but um but it was still a nice a nice fun exchange and it actually like warmed my heart at the end when they like hugged and you could tell it was just like a ton of fun for them yeah no definitely, it definitely looked like a good time yeah um so yeah just a a short little appearance uh kind of fun battle rap anything else on that that either of you picked up on uh not really i just uh i've never actually watched his show but i watched like the clips on youtube a lot and i might have to go watch the other ones i saw there was ones with like snoop dogg and stuff okay (laughs) yeah oh, man i'll have to check that out too that sounds great <laughs> yeah yeah nice <laughs> yeah i never watched the show either but it was a, it was definitely a good time uh, watching that skit so um well we've got two left and um we so far we've had uh kind of corporate sponsorship from red bull and from uh white castle for the impossible sliders and uh, now we have uh, two straight up commercials. Uh, the first one being the St. Ides commercial. It's uh, Method Man. And who else do we have on that St. Ides commercial? I think it's just Method Man and Ghostface. And Ghostface. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a short commercial. Like, 
no more Super than 30 short. seconds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, background, St. Ives is, is or was a malt liquor that was popular in the 90s, especially with hip hop. And um, they got uh, hip hop groups and artists to do their commercials. And so uh, original music by Wu-Tang Clan for this commercial, which is just rapping. There's no narration. Um, there's really nothing other than the, it's almost like a music video with St. Ides uh, front and center. Uh, but it is just a great beat, a great like what, whatever you can hear of the song is is super compelling. Um, but uh, what did what did you two think of this St. Ides commercial? Uh, do you want to go ahead, Josh? Sure. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It definitely shows the times. Yeah, like you said, the beat's great. And that it is really just um, Wu Tang promoting some beer. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, I guess I I kind of enjoy why I do actually watch this commercial like semi regularly, not like every day, but every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't that one and the next one we we're about to talk about I I watch a lot because it just for some reason it really like brings me back to a time and a place mm-hmm. it really reminds me of being a kid and yeah, at, yeah. so I, I enjoy watching a lot for that reason nothing like and a it is, commercial it, to remind you of being a kid exactly right <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough a few of them do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very nostalgic for sure. All right, well, uh, let's get into that next one then. Uh, and Andy, you can kick us off here. We're talking about the Super Game Boy commercial uh, featuring the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, uh, I once again periodically watch this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's a cool commercial. I I love that like the track that they use for it um it definitely once again kind of brings me back to a time and a place of like living in these apartments when I was a kid we used to go to everyone's apartment and play their game system and like (laughs) yeah and I mean Wu-Tang Clan back then like I would always hear it in somebody's apartment or something especially one of the older kids so yeah yeah no it's super nostalgic I never had a super game boy but I wish I did so yeah that's all i really got it <laughs> so the, that was um a cartridge a super nintendo cartridge that you would clip the game boy game into yep okay it's just so that you could play had, play game boy games on a console yep i had a friend who had one and it was pretty badass we would you know put our mario cartridge in the, <laughs> in the big cartridge and then play it on the tv yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah man i i totally forgot about that yeah yeah i noticed it said well at least on the youtube link that i watched it said it was banned um which i was like mm, is it was it actually banned or are they just saying that to get more views on youtube but do you know was like the, the commercial was banned that's what or the- yeah that's what they said Oh, it could. I mean, they might have been saying that just to get more views, but it could have possibly been because, you know, 
especially back then with like the whole uh parental advisory yeah thing going on and all that who knows yeah which is because like the commercial is so like goofy and fun right (laughs) i mean there was a lot of graffiti in it i was like is this criminal activity that they're trying to prevent the youth from saying maybe maybe that's why (laughs) our kids are gonna go out and tag the walls if they want this commercial Exactly. <laughs> which is oddly a, a very different premise than our kids are gonna like sit in front of the tv rotting their brains away playing video games which i think would be the yeah. major concern with a super game Boy commercial <laughs> but uh anyways yeah it's a cool commercial it, it, um it almost felt a little bit like it could have inspired the triumph video with like the angles of the wall and like yeah um, I don't know it just kind of struck me but uh did you have a chance to watch this one Josh yeah uh like you guys have been saying definitely very nostalgic just um uh, even just the grainy feel of the video itself yeah uh looks so 90s and yeah all the uh, all the tagging and everything going on and I can imagine that many kids minds were just melted when they saw such heinous acts being uh being done but yeah. um yeah it's really cool and uh, i mean hella makes me want to get a you know, super game boy for sure too yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well that is our list so now our task is each of us is to choose one of the aforementioned appearances as our top woo tv pick um so who wants to kick us off on this one uh josh go ahead okay you're killing you're killing it <laughs> i'm trying uh <laughs> let's see i i uh i'd say overall um the Chappelle show is where probably the most memorable for me because andy yeah. like you said uh so many quotables yeah um <laughs> one of which i <laughs> would be a little weird to say so i won't say it but uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely uh, uh, cut the malarkey. Right. Um, I might have to go back to saying that again just because, my right. gosh, that's just hilarious. Um, it's a calm way to calm people down. Right. Uh, so yeah, Chappelle's show is definitely my pick. Sure. Okay. All right. What about you, Andy? Oh, man. Uh, I actually, I would have to agree on that level of uh, I think the liquid science definitely like grabbed my attention and I kind of want to just go and watch it again. Um, definitely not meth and red. <laughs> um, but uh, Upright Citizens Brigade was a good like little surprise. And I, I was really into that one too, but I think Chappelle yeah. show just like as far as historically, yeah, I know it'll, it, yeah. It'll, holds the test of time you know yeah at at least brings me back to its time right right yeah it's really hard to argue with that uh in terms of like cultural impact i feel like that that really i think kind of kept wu-tang on the map because they were starting to kind of lag around that time a little bit um i think people were questioning if wu-tang really was forever and then you had these these two great appearances to 
really uh, inject themselves back into the mainstream and people's consciousness. Um, so I agree. Uh, really, Chappelle's show has got to be up there. I'm up for myself. I'm just to be a little different. I'm going to choose um, the SNL walking in Staten one uh, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually really like the music in that that original song walking in Memphis I don't I probably wouldn't go listen to that but when I have like the humor and the rapping and the Wu-Tang like all of those elements combined uh, I, it makes it more enjoyable for me and something that I actually want to listen to or watch uh, so I'm going to go with walking to Stanton and um, so uh, kudos to Pete Davidson uh, he had a a, an interesting but uh good unorthodox run on snl um and uh it will be missed uh so that's uh i think that's it for our wu-tang on tv episode anything else uh from either of you two uh no no uh other than it was good to have you on here josh <laughs> oh thanks andy yeah, it was uh it was a lot of fun talking with you guys uh ty um, i'll have to make it out to the coast and come see you and the fam sometime for sure Heck yeah yeah that'd be awesome uh well thanks to both of you it's it's been a blast and um to all listening thanks for joining us check us out on patreon or on instagram we just cracked 300 followers on instagram kind of a big deal um so thanks to all our followers we love engaging with you and uh until next time we will catch you later bye everyone